Hello and welcome back to the DKH2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. And ladies and gentlemen, you Pitt Panther fans, it's a victory Sunday. You got a big win from your Pitt Panthers as they made a huge stand on Senior Day, blowing out Virginia Tech 47-14. In today's show, I'm going to recap the win and all the big things that came from it in the first segment. And then in the second segment, I'm going to go into the importance of this win moving forward, not just for the rest of the season because there's only two more games, but for the program and what it did to help inspire things back to the way we, we, we were expecting a little bit before the season started. But before I get ahead of myself, let's talk about this W because it started out Looking scary. First of all, before the even game started, it was scary because we knew all week. You you were reading my posts on DKPittsburghSports.com. Everything was rough because Georgia Tech game was postponed. No game happened, and you know we were all left. It left in the dark all last weekend. How many players tested positive? What happened? Who's who's COVID? You know, positive. We we don't know. And then Narduzzi comes out during the week, and he's cryptic as always, not telling you what's going on, and we're sitting here wondering, okay, who's – and then one of the running back coach, Andre Powell, he says a main line player, quote-unquote, uh, tested positive. So then we're thinking, okay, is it, is it Kenny Pickett? Is it Patrick Jones? Who is it? It's, you know, this is the season. Pitt's already down. Uh, Jalen Twyman and Paris Ford. So it only makes sense that this would, this would be horrible and, and disgusting. Well, um, we found out right before the game that – uh, it would be 18 players would would not be available to the Panthers uh, due to COVID-19. And as the warmest were working out, we worked out that there were seven starters missing. Jordan Addison, although it appears Jordan Addison wasn't missing for COVID, uh, we were pretty sure we saw him on the sidelines. Um, so he actually was more of a, he, he might have been an injury. But still, a, a starter missing is a starter missing. But players who were missing from COVID, Jared Wayne, another starter wide receiver, Gabe Hoy, Carter Warren, Jake Cradle, those are all three offensive linemen. The team was down, I repeat, three offensive linemen for this game. Brandon Hill, the safety who replaced Paris Ford last or two weeks ago, the last time they played, and had a pick six that closed out the game. Um, the team was also missing Servasier Dennis, who was the team's leader in tackles for loss and was among the top players in creating tackles for loss in the country. So right there, bam, you're missing several key players in this game. So when you know, when Powell said a mainline player, listen, Sarasia Dennis, mainline player. Jordan Addison, mainline player. Brandon Hill, you know, maybe kind of mainline player. But when you're missing Carter, Carter Warren might have been the team's second best lineman behind Jimmy Morrissey. And that was huge. And then it was revealed after the game by Pat Narduzzi that Jimmy Morrissey didn't even practice all week. They weren't even sure if they were going to get him back. And Jake... Owen Drexel was part of that uh, part of the 18 players. Uh, Owen Drexel Drexel's the backup center and Jacob Jake Cradle was the third center. He was the emergency center for the team. They had Matt Gonzalez out there like they they were going all over the place with this offensive line. But Pitt made it work. Now granted again, started scary with his when the ball was, was snapped, and the ball was kicked and everything started. Pitt comes out and starts doing pit things. They the offense is moving the ball, they're they're getting into the red zone and then they're failing. Uh you you come out and um you look you look at how, at, at how things were playing out and they get three field goals in the in the in the you know in the opening drive in their opening drives of their first thing it was six drives. They had three field goals, two punts and an interception. 
And then, of course, the defense gives up a 55-yard touchdown, and the team's only up 7-9 after dominating for most of the first half, and you're thinking, great, here we go again. But things got a little going. Kenny Pickett did the doggone thing. He finishes this game with 404 uh, passing yards. That's the second most in his career. It's the most that he's ever thrown in a pit win. Um, He finished with two touchdowns and one interception. Um, Also ran for a touchdown on a quarterback sneak. He leads a drive right after that 55-yard bomb. And this is something that we haven't seen all all throughout this year. The offense picking up the defense after one of those scores, those long scores or quick scores that they gave up. Um, He leads them on a 75-yard drive where he accounts for 74 of those yards. And then Vincent Davis plunges into the end zone, gets a one-yard touchdown run, and pits back up up 16-7. Then, of course, Hendon Hooker, Virginia Tech, walks down the field, gets a seven-yard touchdown pass, and you're thinking, oh, great, here we go again. 336 left in the second. Well, Kenny Pickett delivers again, drives him down the field, leads him on a, on a, on a great 65-yard drive that took up two, uh, just over two minutes uh, and took it down to just about like one, minute, one and a half minutes left in the second quarter. He hits Jalen Barden, the, the freshman wide receiver, for an 11-yard touchdown. And that puts Pitt up 23-14, and then uh, and that goes into the half. Then Pitt comes out, and the rest of the way they dominate. The defense comes out, gets an interception to start the uh, to start the second half. Of course, they only get a field goal, but in the field goals, something special kind of happened. Alex Kessman. He in uh, he hit four field goals on the day, all of which were happened basically three in the first quarter or, or the first half, and then one in the early third quarter. Um, he also hit five extra points, but of those four field goals, two of them were for longer than fifty yards. That put him all time as going twelve of eighteen from from fifty yards or more in his career as a pit kicker. Those twelve kicks not only represent half of Pitt's all-time kicks made of 50 yards or more, because they've had 24, but also his going 12 of 18 is the best percentage. That's two out of three, basically. That's the best percentage in the history of college football. That, that was stat was given to us by the Pitt Athletic Department uh, when he was 11 of 17, and then he approved it to 12 of 18. Um, that's huge. I mean, you can't say nothing else about it. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yes, he's missed some extra points this season, but the fact that he has that kind of a boot, I think that says a lot about him. So he did a good job. But after that, Pitt just dominated. They took over uh, the, the rest of the way. Kenny Pickett hits uh, uh, DJ Turner with a 64-yard bomb, and DJ Turner went off in this game. He finished with 50 and 184 yards. That's two yards shy of the record he set for himself back against North Carolina State early this year. And, of course, he had that touchdown reception. A huge day for D.J. Turner, another senior showing up on senior day. Um, And uh, that 15 catches was the second most by a pit receiver in the program's history. The next look, that that only only other number was 16 catches back in 1968. And from there, Pitt would take it the rest of the way. Uh, their offensive line, honestly, this was the best we've seen Pitt's offensive line. A.J. Davis, who Pat Narduzzi revealed to us, had a root canal at 9 o'clock in the morning before the game. That is insane that he played after that. But he 
not only played, he had 12 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. He ran hard. A.J. Davis, the senior, uh, who didn't celebrate his senior day, which indicates to us that he's most likely coming back to play for Pitt next year as well. But he had a heck of a day himself, um, and uh, and he got a touchdown. Vincent Davis also had a heck of a day. He took nine carries for 53 yards and a touchdown on the ground. He also contributed in the air, catching Five passes for 41 yards. Big stuff from him there um, in, 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 a, in a big game. That's that's 94 yards of total offense from Vincent Davis. Huge stuff from him. Uh, and again, Kenny Pickett distributing the ball. 184 yards to Turner, 65 yards to Barden, 43 yards to Shockey Jack Louis, 41 yards to Vincent Davis. And hey, another senior getting in. Four, four catches for 38 yards for Trey Tipton. Um and uh, so, you know, really good showings out by by the uh, by the offense. The defense had a really good day themselves. Again, outside of those two second quarter touchdowns, which did have everyone a little nervous, they played very well. They shut out Virginia Tech in all the all the three other quarters. You shut out a team for the three quarters, you're most likely going to have a good day. Demar Hamlin, he the the the, the, the McKees Rocks native, uh, the guy that played at Central Catholic, and he was he was super super excited to have his senior day. He had 11 tackles that led the team. Um, he helped stop them on fourth on fourth down a couple times. Eric Hallett. Filling in at safety for Brandon Hill, who was missing, um, he, he he had seven tackles on the day. He also had a couple pa- pass breakups, huge for him. Cam Bright uh, coming in at playing linebacker, he had three tackles for loss, seven tackles and two sacks. Really good day for him. Phil Campbell, another senior showing up big. He had six tackles on the day. Uh, Rashad Weaver had three tackles. Um, the senior having a big day. Rashad Weaver said after the game he wasn't going to wash his jersey. That's how good he felt about this game. Um, he was gonna he was gonna keep that forever. So huge night overall for Pitt, um, and a lot to celebrate for Pitt for Pitt's seniors on a big day. Now we're gonna take a quick break. We come back. I want to talk about how what this game means for the program moving forward. Right after this. Back here on the DKH2P podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter. Now. Guys and gals, this was an H2P type of win. This was a fire them up, get you excited type of win because it should restore your faith that maybe there's something to be gained this season after all. And that's tough because, again, Pitt started off, they won, or they, they didn't want, the Panthers won three games in a row, then they lost four games in a row. And in those first three games, you had a lot of hope because the defense was playing at a high level. And the offense seemed like it was figuring some things out. And then the four losses, two of them by one point each. And then the other two, you lost to top ten ranked opponents without your starting quarterback and were destroyed in one of them completely. Uh, that's that's tough to swallow. And things were looking really dark. And you know Paris Ford opted out after the Notre Dame loss. I mean, this program, and I wrote it was in a free fall. It looked like it looked like things were really rough. But this is where you gotta credit Pat Narduzzi. You get we get on him when when things are going bad. You gotta give him credit when things go right. He came out here. He stuck to his guns. He stuck to his system. They got a huge road win against Florida State, and a huge blowout win here at home on Senior Day to close out the season. And it, it Florida State isn't a good football team. 
winning on the road, they they were they're, they're supposed to win that game. But still, stopping the four game skid when one of your best players just left the team for the rest of the season, that ain't easy to do. That shows that he has not lost the locker room. That shows he has not lost his team, and that there's still his program is still intact. Yes, it's getting dealt blow by blow, but it hasn't fallen apart the way a lot of people were saying it had. Because if it had, they wouldn't have bounced back this way. Virginia Tech, I wouldn't say they're necessarily a good football team. They're a decent football team. They're the kind of football team that Pitt normally struggles with. They were ranked earlier this year. And Pitt beating them this way. like If they had eked out a win, it would have been like, okay, Pitt did its thing. It, it eked out a win over Virginia Tech. But it dominated this game. This is the kind of game that you expect Pitt to play over Austin P or Akron. But not necessarily another program that's on the kind of level that Pitt is that wavers back and forth and is supposed to be better but isn't better sometimes. This was that that's what's confident building confidence about this. And again, when now when you look at this season, Pitt has a real chance to get to 6 wins. I don't have them give I don't give them a chance to play to beat Clemson and Clemson. I'm sorry. I just, they did it in 2016, and that was amazing, but that was with a special offense in a special season, and I don't see this season being that. Um, If they pull off that upset, it would flip tables in the ACC. But regardless of the Clemson game, they now are 5-4 and on the season. If they're able to play that last game against Georgia Tech on December 10th, and they win that game. They'll, they'll, have, they'll have gone most likely 6-5 and five on the season. Managing a winning record despite that four-game skid and then still have and three of those games come against top 10 opponents. Two of those top those games with, against top 10 opponents with your starting quarterback missing. That, to me, can speak to the program and say, all right, Pat Narduzzi didn't like some of the things that happened in the middle of the season, but this team rebounded. It's clear that there's something still being built here. And I know some people are like, well, when, when is it ever going to get to the, you know, to, to see the brighter day and the full and, and the full picture? I mean, we do have to acknowledge this was an insane year. Before the season even started, their top draft prospect going to the NFL draft, Jalen Twyman, opted out of the season. You had and and if he's there, Jalen Twyman. Is a, is a game changer. If he's there, I, I believe that Jalen Twyman is worth more than one point of football. And maybe they beat Boston College and North Carolina State. And maybe that leads to better results and keeps the team confident. Who knows, maybe Kenny Pickett doesn't have to run so much against Boston College and get hurt in that game. And maybe he plays against Miami, and who knows how that goes. Now again, I'm not saying wash away all of Pitt's bad things because of COVID-19. That's not what I'm doing here. But what I'm acknowledging is that this is a trying year for everybody. And so far, Pitt has only had to reschedule one game this season because of COVID-19. And in the game that they were most ravaged by COVID-19, where they were missing, again, seven starters, 18 players, and... We're trying to piece all that together. Three of those starters being on their offensive line, and with one of the, with their one of their offensive captains not being able to practice the entire week, meaning they didn't know he was going to be available probably until Friday night or Saturday morning. 
with all of that happening, they pulled out the most convincing win they've had in the ACC this year. I don't count Austin P. That's you know, it's Austin P. They were, that was the game that they set themselves up as the preseason, the warm up to get them ready for the year. This this was the defining win. I'd say this is as complete of a win as I can remember uh, from Pitt in the ACC when the when the lights were on them. And I think that can bring things back for Pitt in a way that should make Pitt fans and alumni feel better about the program, at least right now, and say, hey, I just want to see where this keeps going. You do, you do got to see better recruits. You do got to find more consistency. There's still de- serious complaints about the offense and Kenny Pickett running to the sideline after every play to talk to Mark Whipple and you know all that doesn't go away. But this win does show us there's something still there. And that there are young players on this team willing to step up and able to step up and believe in that next man mantra and make it and back up their coach. Because, you know, Pat Narduzzi, he says a lot of good, normal coaching things. Those are he gives a lot of good coach speak. He's not the master of coach speak that Mike Tomlin is. That man is the master of coach speak. But he does give a lot say a lot of the right things. But the problem is is that when your players don't back you up by playing by playing like they believe in it. Then it looks bad. But in this game, they believed in the next man up. They said, hey, we expect these guys to play up to the level that, you know, that, you know, the standards, the standards, what the Steelers say. That's basically what Pitt has been, you know, says. That's what most football teams say. That's what they're supposed to say. And really, that's what that's what happened here. The standard was the standard for Pitt. Um, and I think that they, they, des- they deserve to be commended for that. Um, and who knows with, with how crazy and wonky this year is. Uh, who we don't know what the bowl system is going to be like, but I have to assume, especially if they beat Georgia Tech, and that's still an if, that's not a given. If they beat Georgia Tech and get six wins, I think I think the NCAA is going to look at that and say, hey, you know what, we got to put these guys in a bowl game and uh, and, and get some, and, and make 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 a little make a little money off of uh, seeing these guys play because they can bring some excitement, especially with their defense. And who knows, maybe with the way the offense played against Virginia Tech. Maybe this is something that that uh that that Mark Whipple can kind of just build off and say, you know what, we don't need to run the ball thirty times in a game or twenty five times in a game. We just need to we just need to let Pickett work, let him cook, let him do his thing, because once he got going through the air, the rest of the team got going on the ground, and that's what they need to 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 live with. And yeah, sure that that may mean he's throwing fifty two times a game, but it works. So. I really think again they put some they they laid down some building tracks here. Now they they just got to keep building forward to the next game. Put a respectable performance in against Clemson. Make sure that your team is healthy for Clemson. And then get ready for Georgia Tech, finish strong and then see what the cards deal you as far as bowl season cuz we don't even know how bowl season is going to work. 18 games were postponed or canceled this weekend pretty crazy stuff but in all that chaos Pitt got you a very comfortable win Pitt fans so hail to Pitt heck of a win we hope that you're enjoying your weekend and you're getting ready to watch the Steelers join us on dkpittsburghsports.com for all our Steelers coverage um, for for Sunday Um, also if you want to read my full game story it's up on the website for dkpittsburghsports.com for subscribers if you're not a subscriber uh, you can join us for $4.99 a month 
$39.99 a year. Uh, it's definitely worth it. You'll get all of our premium content uh, from our from our Steelers, our Pirates, our Penguins, our Pitt, our Penn State, our Duquesne coverage, all of it right on our website. Pitt Hoops also gets started this week with uh, with the with tip off against St. Francis, Pennsylvania at uh, at the Peterson Event Center, 7 p.m. I will be there. I will be covering it live on our live file for that game as well. So a ton of great coverage that you can get right here at DKPittsburghSports.com. Thanks for listening to the DKHTP podcast. Be back in your ears next week to talk about Pitt. But of course, we've got a lot to talk to you about other sports all right here on the DK Podcast Network.